0: It's DTS 148, the quarter one investor earnings call for Activision Blizzard came down the pipeline with interesting numbers, and we're just about a week and a half away from the gameplay reveal. All that and more coming up. You're listening to
1: Gary the Show.
0: Welcome to Destiny the Show, the Destiny news podcast to keep you, the Guardian, ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. I'm BBK Dragoon, joined as always by my great co-host Diddy. What's up, man? You had a good week. You guys bought a new car.
1: Yeah, so we got a new car for her. She got a uh,
0: Subaru for us. Her being Sanic.
1: Yes, Sanic, of course. And uh, it's awesome. Man, it's the first Subaru we've had. We've heard really great things, done all the research. That's what she wanted. Flynn, the standard poodle that we have, of course. He loves it as well, so it uh, it's a good fit.
0: Nice, dude. Yeah, out there you have giant hail storms, and if you don't have a car <laughs> under covered parking, dude, they're like golf ball-sized hail pellets, right? Yeah, plus
1: uh, 40, 50-mile-an-hour winds as well, so shattered windows all around. Yeah, we've, we've actually had cars totaled because of only hail. Like, you think car totaled, got a really bad wreck. Nope, just hail damage totaled the car. Ugh, and... Her previous car, two years old, and it was totaled. No! It, that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous.
0: That's awful, dude. Super awful. This week, not a whole lot coming down the pipeline. We've got some funny jokes and memes to make at the weekly update. We've got information on the Quarter One's Blizzard Activision Earnings call. I'm I nerd out over that. I'm not sure that all of our listeners <laughs> get as nerdy about it, but man, just seeing the, the numbers behind this, they are a hot sector. Like this whole like video game esport emerging scene in terms of like the general public waking up to it. From the investor standpoint, it's getting traction, dude. I've actually, you'll see him talking about it on Bloomberg and like Fox Business. It's like, and in recent numbers, Activision Blizzard looking strong. And you're like, oh, I play games from that company. And and you want (laughs) to point and jump in the office. Be like, yeah, I do. But nobody, nobody cares. So, all right. Why don't we hop into the news? News! Or lack thereof. So, Diddy, (laughs) you made a funny comment about the title of our weekly updates from Bungie.
1: Yeah, so they changed it from the Bungie weekly update to this week at Bungie for semantic reasons, I guess. But really, honestly, they could have just swapped to like a this month at Bungie instead and we would have received the same amount of information the past year and a half because it just seems like the weekly update is just something you roll your eyes about, right? You you learn about the news that Bungie puts out before they actually put out the the weekly update, right? You learn yeah. it from content creators, you learn it from various social media, just Bungie employees tweeting it out. You know they 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 leak stuff or they announce stuff on Twitter now, and it's just like the weekly update doesn't have it's like a recap that I don't need to read
0: (laughs) it's like we're obliged to do this but we really have nothing to say you could call it this quarter at Bungie for the last year and a half man and it's just been it's been dry I am desperately hoping Destiny 2 delivers on what they were talking about in the earnings call we're going to cover today which is that moving forward we've got two new studios helping Bungie deliver continuous content after the release of the game I mean, that's, you look at competitor games, even Halo, I was hopping on reading their weekly updates. They're huge, and they're chock full of a bunch of like, here's the new maps we're adding to the pool, the new game types, and granted, Destiny's a different game, I get it. But let's just hope that we can return the excitement of Thursdays, Diddy, refreshing the page. I can't (laughs) wait to see what's going to be written there. So, no new info on Destiny 2 in this week at Bungie. No surprise, of course, they're about to dump a boatload of money on an expensive live reveal in Los Angeles a week from this Thursday. However, did he? This week is Mayhem Clash for Iron Banner. I'm stoked. And Mayhem, the month of May, see the connection? Well, I just
1: man, I'm rolling my eyes at you right now. That is that's not even a that's not even a pun. Come on, man.
0: <laughs> Dude, you know @06 on Twitter tweeted that to me. It took me a second to get. I was like Why would May be Mayhem? Oh, I see what you (laughs) did there, Bungie. Uh, The rewards are going to be the pulse rifles, machine guns, chest and legs. Sorry, I cut you off.
1: That's all right. I was going to say that the rewards this time around are, you know, things you want. (laughs) The the pulse rifle being the Clever Dragon, very strong pulse rifle right now in the Crucible has been for a very long time since Rise of Iron came out. Also, the machine gun is actually, I use this pretty much all the time, the machine gun, because this was the, the archetype, the faster rate of fire, lower impact machine gun, that uh, was actually buffed uh, when the last time they had a weapon balance update, I don't remember when that was, or actually for Rise of Iron, that's when they, they upped the damage there, and it uh, it does some work, and it sounds really nice.
0: Mayhem is my favorite game type in Destiny because it's like the closest thing to an action sack. We're not going to see custom games in Destiny 1. Yeah, we have private matches, but I mean, like, really goofy game modes. Mayhem is the kickback, relax, I don't care about win-loss, KD, whatever. I'm just going to throw as many Nova Bombs at you as I possibly can. There's going to be some server downtime after May 16th, which is the day that Iron Banner ends, which is a week from this Tuesday or whenever you're listening to the show. And that's going to be due to some regular server maintenance. So expect probably a five to 10 hour window where Destiny servers are down. And they reiterate when closing, this is the call before the storm. We'd love to talk to you about Destiny 2, but you're going to have to wait because we're not sharing anything. So the same weekly update that we've had now for about 10 weeks, 11 weeks, 12 weeks. I, <laughs> I want to point this out. I think the hype train would have been a whole lot bigger if they did the cinematic reveal trailer for Destiny 2 about two weeks ago. All right, now all of the event invites for the May 18th live reveal went out probably two weeks ago. That's when we started seeing and hearing about it. If they had released that Cade 6 Zavala cinematic reveal trailer right before the invites went out, I think you'd have a lot more hype right now. Instead of this very big gap between a short yet funny fan-centered reveal, cinematic reveal, and now the gameplay event. We're going to get to see Destiny 2 on PS4 and PC so my two cents. Do you agree, disagree? Yeah,
1: I, I would definitely agree there. I mean the we basically have two teaser trailers for Destiny 2. We don't really have a reveal trailer yet. I don't consider a yeah. cinematic reveal trailer to be what it says it, it didn't is. show much and nothing it's just, new. Yeah. It's just hyping everybody up. Like we saw one new enemy type, no ghosts, people from the last city, and cabal boss. Yeah. Which I'm I'm actually kind of disappointed they already revealed who the boss is. But maybe they have something up their sleeve. He's not actually the final boss. But, yeah, it's just like, okay, so and that was that was a long time ago, right? That was the hype for me has kind of just dwindled. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, Destiny 2, yes, I'm super hyped about it. But now I have to wait a month and a half or a month or whatever it was before I hear more news. It's It's kind of stale right now.
0: But in two weeks, full steam ahead on the hype train. Indeed. So why don't we hop into the Activision Blizzard's investor earnings call. We do this each quarter. They put out, they being Activision Blizzard, uh, a call that anybody can register for and listen to live. It's once a quarter. They talk about their earnings. They talk about what's coming up this upcoming quarter and the rest of the year so that shareholders, since Activision Blizzard is a publicly traded exchange, know what's coming down the pipeline, know how the performance was. So you and I, Diddy, can go out right now and buy shocks or stocks, shocks of Activision Blizzard. And if we think that it's going to go up later this year, we might add to our position or whatnot. These are just cheerleading fests. Sometimes you get a nugget of knowledge in there that's insightful and maybe you'll hear about new content before it's announced from the actual developer or through the regular marketing channels. But 99% of the time, this is just a cheerleading hype fest going, we're rolling in money. You're the best investors (laughs) ever. Please buy more and we'll make you more money. And along with money, they made $6.1 billion in revenue in quarter one. And that includes Activision, Blizzard, and King, the mobile developer they purchased like a year and a half ago. They make all the Candy Crush games, the Bubble Witch games, the, the freaking 100 cell phone games that everybody plays. Even yep. my mom plays <laughs> Bubble Witch, and like if they have like a farm Candy Crush, I can't remember what it's called, but it's just like so crazy to me in this culture where... You and I talk about this stuff all the time but there's like a family member who's playing one of these games I'm like yeah I pay attention to their earnings so what do they have to say about Destiny 2 though man? I
1: mean the majority, of so Destiny 2 right, no real new information, it's just investor information the majority of the Destiny 2 pre-orders are season pass versions, not just standalones but the ones that actually come with the season pass which of course is DLC 1 and 2 which is Osiris and the Rasputin or I should say, war mind <laughs> one, um, and that early indicators of pre-orders uh, indicate a strong release. So people are very interested in Destiny Two. We've already seen nice amount of sales on those pre-orders, and uh, pre-orders don't always guarantee sales, but they are, like they said, a very strong indicator that the release is going to have very strong um, revenue later later on down the line, so that investors can uh, plan for that type of. Uh, Revenue stream later on in the future.
0: Yeah, near the end of the call, they have a Q and A portion. And by the way, the transcript and all the slides are publicly available. I'll link that on our website, destinytheshow.com if you want to read it. And they had a question earlier about, hey, could you talk more about COD World War Two and Destiny Two? <laughs> and Eric Hirschberg of Activision just sort of ignored the entire Destiny Two portion of it. Like, yeah, COD World War Two is doing way better. We didn't have the social media snafu that we did last year, where that trailer was like the most disliked video on YouTube there for a while. The later in the call, somebody again said, hey, could you talk a little bit more about Destiny 2? I'll quote here Brian Nowak of Morgan Stanley. On Destiny, can you talk just a little bit more about your expectations in the new guidance given the dual-platform console and PC release? Eric Hirschberg responds, hey, Brian, thanks. Pre-orders are tracking amongst the top in Activision Publishing's history. And as you know from our previous comments on Calls, The Destiny 2 content plan we're coupling with Bungie's great visionary leadership and multiple AAA developers that have a proven track record here at Activision to help us make sure that we have just one great piece of content after another to keep the community engaged. And that's the most important answer to the second part of your question. We've shown that when we have great engagement great business follows. So with respect to the PC, which you asked about, we're committed to delivering meaningful features that are bespoke for the PC community. And I'm really excited about what we have to show for them, blah, blah, blah. The rest is worthless. So the two studios he's talking about there, we've already known. Vicarious Visions, who is a studio Activision owns, and High Moon Studios is also a studio Activision owns. They have been put onto Destiny 2. That is the bulk of their workload. They're going to help Bungie specifically deliver continuous content one after the other to keep the community engaged. A, a theme going out like through the entire call was: we make way more money on microtransactions when we have better <laughs> updates and events. I mean, I'm being dead serious, dude. It's it, they all of their games under Blizzard, under Activision, when they have better engagement, i.e., more monthly active users, they make more microtransaction money. Blizzard even mentioned this. They're changing their focus from releasing new games. Each year, or trying to have a new IP lined up more often to a more event and content update styled focus. You see this with Hearthstone. You see it with Overwatch. You see it with WoW. They're putting more and more money into live events and an ongoing living content cycle because it makes them more crate money.
1: (laughs) You mean to tell me that when players keep playing my game, they're more
0: likely to buy the new content? I know it's a crazy idea, especially if you think about it from the Destiny side of things. Because, (laughs) hey, this is the last event, and you should buy these crates, but nothing will transfer (laughs) to the next game. Yeah, no thanks. No thanks there, Bungie. Uh, There's awesome items in there. Hey, I got the New Land Beyond ornament today, dude, the one that affected Muzzle Sway. I can't remember. Like Undiscovered Country or whatever it's called. I can't remember, but it looks cool. Uh, what are some of the other stats that they threw out there, though? Because that's all there is to Destiny 2, guys. There was no other info in there. I mean, before
1: we move on, I think we should just say the second half, we, we make fun of it all the time, but it's, it's good news for players, right? That means that they, they want to make more money and they're realizing, hey, if we continually update the game through events, kind of like the live events or um, if you play Overwatch, those uh, seasonal holiday events that they've been putting out the last year.
0: People are yes, more inclined yeah. to
1: spend more money, and they play the game more, which if you don't want to spend money on microtransactions, you don't have to unless they're super evil, um, which I hope they're not. But that means <laughs> there's more content for you to play, right? I mean, so yeah. uh, with Vicarious Visions and High Moon Studios coming in, I can. Ex- we already have two DLCs, right, announced. Yeah, you know, because the two studios are helping with helping Bungie, uh, you know, it's it's almost like I don't know if it's been announced yet or not, but it's almost like Bungie did the first two DLCs, High Moon Studio is going to do the third DLC, Vicarious Visions does the fourth DLC, and then they're all working at the same time on a different expansion, which is just so much different content they can just continuously plop in front of us, and we can keep playing throughout the year. So I think that's it's good news. It's good. You know, it's, it's it's encouraging that they're actually, they want to invest in producing content for the game, and in turn, that, you know, gives them more revenue and everything, but that also gives us the players more content to play as well.
0: Yeah, I'm way more open to supporting a game I love and spending in-game transaction money if it's meaningful content. StarCraft 2, man, you know I'm a huge nerd and I love that game. They've added unit skins. They added an entire like new game mode for co-op specifically designed to generate in game revenue. They come out with a new commander. They're five dollars, but they're well designed. There's great artwork and they're fun to use. So I have no problem spending money because it enhances my experience and time with the game. Right. It feels like a very worthwhile purchase to me. Mm -hmm. Overwatch, it's their baby right now. That thing is crushing stats and they're keeping (laughs) it at the forefront because they're very excited about Overwatch League. Now, Overwatch has over 30 million registered players now, the fastest Blizzard game ever to reach that uh, metric. Activision, year over year, their monthly active user count was down, um, basically saying last year there was better concurrent players, or excuse me, monthly active users than this year, and they blamed that on Infinite Warfare. They basically said Black Ops 3 was uh, way more successful, and Infinite Warfare has been sort of the cause of less monthly active users for Mm -hmm. Activision games. Uh, Overwatch quarter one monthly active users were a new franchise high. Hearthstone quarter one monthly actives were up year over year and quarter over quarter, even though there was no new content this quarter. Um, There are over 70 million registered players for Hearthstone life to date, which is just crazy. Uh, (laughs) COD World War II pre-orders are doing well. And then I just thought I would give the monthly active user counts for each of their three main divisions. So for Activision, 48 million monthly active users in quarter one. Blizzard is 41 million, so a little bit less than Activision. And then King is 342 million, <laughs> which is what you would expect because it's mobile games. Pretty big numbers there. That's They they take three months, and then they average the each of those months to arrive at that number. So if you have a really great month and a bad month, they kind of offset one another. They're excited about mobile advertising, all of their properties inside of the cell phone game, so you could see Overwatch ads inside of Candy Crush. They're building a mobile COD game. Overwatch League is where the money and the attention is focused this year, Diddy. And that's coming this fall. Maybe just briefly, 30 seconds or less, what is Overwatch League?
1: It's basically the professional circuit that Blizzard and Activision are putting on for professional Overwatch games that uh, will hopefully bring in nice viewership there.
0: Yes. Lots of money, franchised. Which means tied to cities, no relegation. And Riot, I don't know if you saw this, Diddy, Riot is already starting to follow suit. They say that they're working towards franchisement by twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Got to yep. get From on the Legends. Yeah. Yep. So, let's continue on. That's all the news that we have for this week. Let's continue with our Destiny Year One review. A couple weeks ago, we talked about Vanilla to Dark Below, then Dark Below to House of Wolves. We are now going to talk about our favorite memories and experiences of House of Wolves through the Taken King. Would you say this is your favorite era of destiny? Because I almost think I would say this is it. If it's not House of Wolves to Taken King, it was the first two months of Taken King for me.
1: House of Wolves through the Taken King. So both of those expansions, I would actually say are probably my favorite because House of Wolves, man, it was, (laughs) wasn't this delayed a little bit? Uh, because... May something. It was May something, right? And we kind yeah. of expected it to be March, but they didn't really yeah. actually have a date set for it. Mm-hmm. Um They just said spring or whatever. But House of Wolves was very surprising. It was, it was great, and it was disappointing at the same time. One, you yeah. didn't have the raid coming out. I mean, what is Prison of Elders, right? We wanted a horde mode, we wanted a raid, and we kind of got none of those yeah neither, <laughs> neither of those yeah. because uh, prison of elder is not really a true horde mode you can't just stay on in a specific stronghold and just fight endless waves of enemies you know you actually have to go into the arena fight the encounter and then return to the end or return to the beginning i guess and it's just like it, it just it's too jittery to be like a real horde mode but Prison of Elders, first time we saw the arena game mode, we saw huge potential with an arena game mode. Like, man, what about leaderboards? What about speed runs? What about strategies are going to make Prison of Elders the best thing in Destiny? Again, kind of dropped the ball there on uh, introducing new arena game modes, new modifiers, those things. But Skolas, man. Yep. Skolas is my favorite fight. Launch Skolas fight when it had the... Uh, uh, when it wasn't the ads weren't health based, they were time based. You actually had to you know move around. A minute the map. and a half
0: every ninety seconds reinforcements. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And the, they also had the um, the elemental burns as well. I think they removed those. Don't call me on that. I haven't played Prison of Elders since House of Wolves. So Arkburn Skoloss I think, is the hardest encounter in the game. Forget hard mode Oryx, Forget Golgoth on launch. Forget everything else. If you played Arkburn Skulloss, you knew difficulty because there were only two other members in your fire team, not health-based wave spawns, because so you had to time everything, and it was it was difficult, and it was it was a lot of fun, and it felt very satisfying to defeat the boss because if you think about it, it, is very similar to you know a Taken King, right? With the with the Taken King, we had Oryx be the final bad final boss fight. From the story mode, and then you actually had the raid to go kill him. Skolas very similar, and that's kind of like the first time we we saw that in Destiny. You know, Skolas was the story mission main boss, and then like the end game PVE mode, which was Prison of Elders, you went again and to kill him, and that was that was fantastic.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I can say House of Wolves was like brilliantly designed. In fact, I remember like, hey, new story missions. Oh, we're going through the same location backwards. All right, Bungie. <laughs> they had right. some cool story missions though when you ascend it up into uh, the clouds on Venus. That was pretty cool. Um, I think for me, the bias is kind of hard to separate from the actual quality of the expansion because this is the time period where Destiny the Show was the most popular it's ever been. I mean, weekly Metrics of hitting like 10,000 listeners on iTunes. We had shows on YouTube that were hitting like 40,000 plus views, and it was awesome. And it, it just like the hype wasn't only segmented to us, it was across the board. Like on Twitch, this is the time where the Bromance and the Gathallian's channels were just exploding, and generally, stream numbers were getting huge. Taken King hype was like just right there. And it was a fairly easy expansion to catch up on, right? Everybody got their characters yes. up to 34 yes. in a blink of an eye. was not hard to do that. In fact, I think I had two 34s by the time the first like reset came around. I don't remember exactly, guys, how the etheric light economy worked. I just remember <laughs> you, you could game the system if you had multiple characters. But Trials of Osiris came into play, and Trials is just still to this day the only thing keeping destiny afloat on twitch on the weekends if you go and look in that category it is just four straight rows of people playing trials there's something smart about the trials game mode man there's a cherry at the end of the stick or whatever carrot at the end of the stick and people still want to push for the lighthouse i loved trials dude trials is still i think one of my favorite game modes in destiny i haven't I don't really touch it since the special ammo changes. I'm not really interested in icebreaker trials at all. But House of Wolves, man, pretty rock solid. You hit the nail on the head with loss being an amazing three-person fight. But you also put something forth that I agree with fully. Prison of Elders was probably the biggest missed opportunity they had. Look at ODST firefight. What made it so great, so replayable. And then you get Prison of Elders, which didn't offer that horde mode feeling, didn't give you leaderboards, didn't give you a whole lot of room to to really repeat that activity over and over again. And I don't even think Challenge of Elders a year later did a great job of innovating upon it, you know?
1: No, no Challenge of Elders was just, oh, here's three bosses in a row. And Prison of Elders, the Skolas fight, the only good thing about it, in my opinion, no checkpoints. Man, mm-hmm. you actually had to yeah. sit down and do that fight. Start to finish because that's a, that's kind of what made it feel like that end game PVE mode. There was that penalty for not being able to complete it, and that's that's a skill curve that I really appreciate in end game PVE content. Not everybody's going to be able to do it, and it, it, was, it was a difficult fight.
0: Yeah, and I think that's going to be great sort of a- rewards as well. That, mm-hmm. that awesome ship, man. Yep. That was the best ship in the game. Still think it. I still think it's the best ship in the game for me. Like my favorite, but. There's going to be some people who disagree with you, Diddy, that no checkpoints. Oh, I hated that. But I agree with you. I loved the fact that it took, what, when it first came out, right, and we're still level like, what, 33, 34, hour and a half to get to loss ish maybe less. Yeah. I don't remember. Somebody's going to be hour, like, I got there in half. like 30 minutes, bro, you're terrible. Okay, fine. <laughs> For my terrible self, hour and a half to get to that fight. And that was a long fight. It was challenging. You had to keep passing that, what was it, the Mark of the Devourer or something? No, it wasn't that. I can't remember what it was called, but... You yeah, had it was to keep the passing. Debuff
1: they had to keep passing. Oh, man, yep. that was. Yeah, we came up with the strategy. Yeah, just give it to a self res warlock. Die by the door. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was this places where if you knew you were just going to die, all right, I'm going to die right by the front door, guys. You can get me in this nice spot. All the enemies were level 35. It was that era of destiny mm-hmm. still where everyone's like, man, you should make the fights harder without making them one level higher than what's possible. And then Luke yeah, Smith it was, was like, like that oh, yeah. Difficulty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want that? here's king's fall deal with it (laughs) no you can't cheese golgaroth okay maybe you can a little bit but still
1: (laughs) (laughs) i just want to say like my favorite moment of house of wolves was the first time we tried skull i was with uh sassy and aura from the pineapple boys and it was it was super late for the australians it was like 2 a.m. and Sassy worked and was in school and was just driving back and forth and just super tired. We had oh, to his final <laughs> sliver of health and there's a there's a Twitch clip on this. I hope we'll we'll find it and put it in the show notes. We we're like yes, we got this final rotation and then Aura and I died by s- something stupid I don't remember. And like Sassy's the final man alive and he can kill Skolos. But he (laughs) fell asleep playing the game. He just fell asleep. And, like, in our desk screen, we see Sassy just standing still. And we're like, Sassy, wake up. Come on, wake up. Oh, no, he's shooting you. No. (laughs) And it was like, it was two sniper shots, and Skulloss would have died. But Sassy just passed out, fell asleep, so tired. And it was just, you couldn't get mad at him. But it was so frustrating, (laughs) but also so hilarious in hindsight. And then, man, when we finally. When I finally beat Skolas for the first time, it was a very similar situation. Both my teammates had died. They're like, he's on of sliver, just shoot him! And I, I'm i jumping to go get the mine, right? And I'm like, okay, I turn around, and he's across the map, and I had Hunger Crota. And thankfully, it has tracking. <laughs> I just jump up, look at him, shoot my rocket, and it kills him, and then I had to dismantle mines, and we finally beat Skolas. But, man, that was such a challenging fight, and very rewarding as well.
0: It was not as challenging if all three players had Gallerhorns, and it was Solar Burn week. I remember when <laughs> yeah, I did the, the skull loss guide. Yeah, first week was Solar Burn. <laughs> yeah. When my skull Loss video guide, I had to put in the title, No Gallerhorns because that's just like the popular burn them down super fast strap because of Solar Burn horn, and the strength. I didn't get my Gallerhorn yep. until a week before Zur sold it. So, Oh, yeah. Which was like two that, weeks that's before. That's House of Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> so I got my yeah. horn, like right before he sold it, and I sent you a really... Not safe for work message the day that server <laughs> reset came. And I, fl- I freaked out. I was so mad because I-, I wanted to enjoy that. Look, man, Gallerhorn grinding was a thing. That's why I nightfalled every week. And my buddy Mvito, who took, like, huge breaks from the game, right? He'd go away for four months, come back and play for a little bit. He got, I think, four Gallerhorns, Not in a <laughs> row, but, like, within the span of two or three weeks. And it was before I got mine... And my eyes were, like, popping out of my head, dude. I was like, oh, my gosh. All right, well, that's going to do it, I think, for House of Wolves to TTK. Diddy, real briefly, we only have, like, about a couple minutes to wrap up the show. Where are we going to see those Are when? Not where. When are we going to see those PlayStation 4 exclusive maps? There's still the Echo Chamber Strike, two PvP maps, Zen Meteor floating out there, and we haven't heard any word if we're ever going to get Rabbit. it. Jade Rabbit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are still PlayStation or Sony exclusive items that Xbox players don't have. I yeah. don't think we're ever going to get them and before they become obsolete in Destiny 1. Like I'm going to be totally honest. Destiny 2 once it comes out, I'm probably not going to play Destiny 1 for a very long time ever again unless it's available on PC at some point in the future. It's yeah. It's disappointing because you know it's not just like gear, right? It's actual maps and strikes that we're missing as well. So Yeah don't want to be just like complaining at the end of the show here but it's like we we can't forget those kinds of things because with destiny Two we are still gonna have that Sony exclusivity hopefully not gonna be as bad because it's been a year plus that we don't have those uh, pieces of gear and I know PlayStation people might be like well they're not that great anyways that's not the point I mean it's it's missing content because I don't play the correct console in their eyes. It's Or just communicate kind of up front, kind of right? Communicate yeah, exactly. when
0: it's going to come to us. Like, I get that you say in the small print it's timed exclusive content, but, you know, we got some of that timed exclusive content a year after Vanilla. But when it comes to Echo Chamber, what is it? Icarus, Sector 6, 6, whatever. 2, 618. Yeah. 618. Yeah. Sector 618. We still don't have those and probably never will. So, oh, we're Xbox. The Echo players, Chamber Strike by the as well,
1: way. is, yeah. it's fun. like I have I played it on my PlayStation character months ago and I'm like oh yeah I wouldn't mind an extra yeah
0: be cool to have one more strike in rotation alright I think that's going to do it for this show Diddy where can people find your content
1: twitter.com slash Diddy DTS D-I-T-T-Y DTS and youtube.com slash wooshness W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S
0: Remember to follow us on Twitter at DestinyTheShow to be notified when the latest show goes live or any Destiny news that we feel like retweeting or sharing or just talk to us. We love to hear from you. You can also talk to us throughout the week, Discord.me slash DestinyTheShow. Over 1,000 members strong. Start joining our Discord now. Let's make some friends. Let's find some groups because when Destiny 2 or the beta gets here, you're going to want to be grouping up, man. We don't even know what the Destiny 2 beta is going to look like. What if there was some PvE stuff? Who knows? So hop on in there. You can follow me on Twitter at BBK Dragoon. It's the same name on YouTube. Head to our website, DestinyTheShow.com for all the links from today and more. Thanks for listening and have a good week.